Happy Monday, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. We've got a great show for you today. The Shane Wright saga continues. What will the next 14 days or five games look like for the rookie? We'll also take you to a record-setting rivalry series at Climate Pledge Arena featuring our own Allison Lucan and John Forslund on the call. And then... Of course, we're getting ready for post-Thanksgiving and what that will look like, particularly in net, for the Seattle Kraken. All that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken, if not your first listen of the day, one of your listens of the day. We have a pretty jam-packed episode here. So we're going to start off today's show with the big news. And yes, we're talking Shane Wright. The news came in yesterday. I was getting ready for the rivalry series, also getting ready to get on a plane. So couldn't do an immediate now for you. But Shane Wright is headed to the Coachella Valley Firebirds on a conditional loan, here is the news as we got it from the Seattle Kraken. This is also, uh, we see the tweet here, but I'm going to read to you what the Coachella Valley Firebirds sent. Actually got this news first. Seattle's 2022 first round draft pick joins Coachella Valley on conditioning loan. Wright was selected fourth overall by the Seattle Kraken. Of course, we know that. A conditioning loan allows a player to participate in the American Hockey League for a maximum five days or 14. Or a conditioning loan allows a player to participate in the American Hockey League for a maximum of five games and or 14 days. Coachella Valley heads to Calgary for a pair of games against the Wranglers Tuesday, November 22nd, and Thursday, November 24th. Puck drop for both games is scheduled for 6 p.m. Pacific time. Now, you, as I do, should be following Emerald City Hockey, and you should know that Emerald City Hockey, I believe it was RJ, was able to ask Dave Haxtell about this. Now, Shane Wright was qualified for a conditioning loan by being a scratch in five straight games. I'm going to take you to the pregame press conference where Dave Haxtell is asked about Shane Wright and his development. Where we talk about, you know, Shane and his, in his situation, uh, day in and day out. So, um, he's not going to be in the lineup tonight. You know, his job is to, uh, you know, to go out and get a great work day in. And, you know, I guess the way I would answer that, we're really aware that, you know, Playing games and getting game time is really important, right? And the game, uh, the game time that he has gotten here has been limited, but it's been really valuable. Um, day in and day out, we see growth in him, and uh, we want to make sure that that growth continues. So not much of an answer from Dave Haxtell. Of course, they did end up sending 
uh, Shane Wright to Coachella Valley, and he will see some action. Now, the 14 days, uh, I don't think that's going to get him to those home games. So if you want to see Shane Wright in action, potentially, you'll have to catch him on the road because Akershire is not open just yet. We'll get more into that as we get going. But Shane Wright needs time to skate at this point in time. I don't think that there's room for him right now with how Seattle is playing on the Kraken roster. I really don't. So this at least gives him some competition. Is it the wrong thing to send him back where he can get more games, but he's not playing at NHL competition? Because here's the thing, right? We want to send him back to where he was, but where he was didn't get him ready to crack the Seattle Kraken roster. And we were one of the, if we're keeping it honest, we're one of the worst teams in the league last year. Now, that there's a lot of things that factor into that. We've talked about a lot of those things, but I just think it's, I'm not put out by how the Seattle Kraken have handled this. I do think it's a tough situation for Shane Wright. But honestly, it's a situation that a lot of draft picks have to deal with. Not everyone's coming in as an 18-year-old. You know, and Ron Francis talked to John Forslund. It was a part of the broadcast, I guess, on Thursday night or maybe Saturday, maybe both. Who knows? I'm getting my days all mixed up. But, you know, I just think we need to chill out. We need to relax. Um... I'd rather have Shane Wright ready when he's playing consistent games than throw him in the fire. That's not what the Seattle Kraken are doing with him as part of his development. Can some players get that? Sure. They're not doing that with Shane Wright for one reason or another. So we just got to deal. We just got to deal, folks. It's going to be okay. But I had to get that Shane Wright news in there first. But the Seattle Kraken, two overtime winners, and we're going to hear from some players about that and of course we're going to talk about the rivalry series that's coming up right now i want to make sure that you know this episode of locked on kraken is presented to you by simply safe if you've thought about securing your home with a home security system but you have been putting it off you'll want to listen up right now locked on kraken listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50.50% off did you know that over the holidays property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally that's why our friends at simply safe home security are offering a 50% off are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season you can order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. So, some of the things that you get with Simply Safe in an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that Locked On recommends. Get 50% off a new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken one of your listens of the day. Now that you've listened to us after the show, of course, we've got two more segments. Check out Locked on Sports today from games that matter the most to big stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available wherever you are listening to this episode and, of course, on YouTube. All right, we talked about Shane Wright. We, if you missed Friday's episode, Justin Schultz was the big story there. We get a big win against the Rangers, but then also on Saturday night, we go to overtime again against the Pacific Division rival, and we get the win. So two back-to-back OT wins for the Seattle Kraken. Oh, we talking about practice because, yeah, Practice is indeed how you get better on the three-on-three. Let's hear what Jordan Eberle had to say. He's on a tear, and he got that game-winning goal against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I mean, it's just trying to find a way to score. Um, you know, we obviously haven't had success in overtime this year. And the last two, we, we, we put a lot of work and emphasis into it. You know, when you go into those games, those are huge points that you give up. You never know when you, uh, you might need that extra point to get in. So we've worked on it, and, and obviously we've, it's worked out. So we've found a couple of ways to win, and, and uh, you know, those are huge, especially against a division opponent. And again, you hear Eberly talking about finding ways to win, knowing that these uh, points, you know, one point here, one point there, would they want to get the full win? Yeah, I said I want to see them get 12 throughout the rest of the month. We'll see if that happens. But getting these wins, we know these are important wins to get. It was great to hear Eberly talk about that. Um, I mean, just so much amazing stuff here, including, of course, another great performance by Martin Jones. But don't take my word for it. Martin Jones, hey, hey, what do you say? One of the three stars of the week, as presented to you by the National Hockey League. Let me read from the release that was sent to us earlier today. Third star, Martin. Martin Jones, goalkeeper, Seattle Kraken. Jones went 2-0-0 with a 1.90 goals against average and a 9.32 save percentage to guide the Kraken, now at 7-3 with 23 points, to a pair of overtime wins. He turned aside 28 of 30 shots in a 3-2 triumph against the New York Rangers on November 17th. Jones, his seventh straight start dating back to November 3rd, then made 27 saves in a 3-2 victory over his former team, the Los Angeles Kings, on November 19th. The 32-year-old Jones, who signed with Seattle in July, has compiled a 9-4-2 record with a 2.30 goals against average, a 9-13 save percentage, and a one shutout through 15 total contests thus far in 2022 23 congratulations to our guy martin jones being one of the nhl's three stars of the week and that is putting us in a great position unless of course you're dave haxtell and company and you have to figure out now that philip grubauer is healthy where to put philip grubauer now i have the full philip grubauer he talked post game after the rangers game that was his first game back of course he was 
in uh, backing Martin Jones, who we just learned is one of the three stars of the week. But I thought there were some really interesting insights, talked about it a little bit on Friday. What are we going to do with Martin Jones? But let's hear what Philip Grubauer, where is Philip Grubauer in all of this? We'll hear a little bit of an excerpt and then check the show notes so you can see the link for the full video. Um, just being on the ice, uh, battling and competing with them. Um, it's always uh, tough to watch from the sidelines. Um, if you have to watch behind the scenes, you want to be out there with the guys and uh, win those games and, and battle with the guys. So, yeah, be happy to be back. Do you recall much as far as how much you felt uh, into a rhythm uh, with the last game out against Colorado before the injury happened? Yeah, felt felt pretty good. I think uh, things uh, started to get rolling as a team for us there. And uh, Jonesy has done an amazing job in that. And, um, yeah, we got some, some great wins and uh, really important points out of it. Well, the way, the way we play structurally, uh, I don't think there are too many um, great great A chances we give up anymore. And um, every, everybody feels like they can trust each other and uh, um, trust the system. So there you have it, Philip Grubauer saying that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be ready and dressed and not playing. You know what? I think that's fair. Uh, that's the kind of competitiveness that you want to hear. But he also knows that Jones has been doing a great job. He felt that he was doing a good job. And I've talked about this on other shows on Locked on Kraken, um, that he was looking okay. Um, still think he was not looking as great as Jones. And again, he doesn't have as many games in hands, but I believe it was on the Saturday game. Allison Lucan was between the benches, which was awesome. JT Brown was upstairs with John Forslund. And, you know, she she broke down the numbers, and the numbers for Jones are still better. So I talked about it. I don't really want to see Jones, uh, you know, I didn't want to see him against L.A. Or, excuse me, I didn't want to see Grubauer against L.A., you know, and I, we got a comment on YouTube that, hey, maybe we don't even play him in San Jose. And that, I, you know, now that I think about it, because there is a weird little break in the schedule, the Seattle Kraken had off yesterday and they have off today. So then we, of course, have Thanksgiving, but they will, uh, you know, be getting after it soon here because we play the San Jose Sharks later this week. So, you know, what what are we going to see? When are we going to integrate him? It's not an easy question. It's not an easy question. So the Seattle Kraken will have practice tomorrow. Uh, they'll have morning skate on Wednesday, and then they play the San Jose Sharks. And then they'll have practice on Thursday on Thanksgiving here in the United States. And then they have the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Um, so do you give Gruby that start and then give Jones all of that rest? I, I mean, I can I can see the argument maybe against that, but at the same time, Martin Jones has been putting in a lot of work. I, I would venture to guess you can always use some maintenance days. So I don't think it's the end of the world, um, you know, but then do you want him not completely fresh? It, it depends. Honestly, maybe it just depends on Martin Jones. Does he need that rest? And would that help him be revived and rejuvenated against Vegas? Do you then uh, let him play against San Jose and then give Gruby the start against Vegas? 
I think we need to see Jones and net against Vegas. That's my personal opinion. So for me, it's groovy on Sunday for the ducks. He also talked. And again, you can check this out over on locked on Kraken. We have player, we have playlists that are for each individual player. So the Philip Grubauer media availability you can find on the Philip Grubauer playlist linked in the show notes, but you know, he also talks, of course, about that really sweet helmet that he has for Hockey Fights Cancer. And, you know, he's like, hey, we've got a couple of games. I'll wear it as, as long as need be. And and then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll raise some money for a good cause. So I think he's hoping that he'll get a few games. I don't know how much of that is that he knows that he's going to get a few games in hand. But, but you got to go with Jones. You got to go with Jones. He's earned the starts and the team's looking good in front of him. Okay, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I, I breezed over a little bit the win over LA and the New York Rangers, but thankfully I was able to join Gil Martin for today's episode of Locked on NHL. So coming up next, I'm going to show you that conversation that I had with Gil so you can get a sense of what I'm feeling, you know, what other people are asking about our Seattle Kraken team. That's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, you already know we talk about Bet Online and the odds, especially because we are watching the Calder Trophy race. But I'm sure you know by now that betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, and of course, the National Hockey League. And if you love sports podcasts, and of course you do, you're listening to one. You can find those on Bet Online as well. Head to the website today, use your mobile device, your laptop, your desktop, whatever you got, and go to Bet Online where the game starts. And we thank you, as always, for listening to this sports podcast, which you can probably find on Bet Online. And Locked on Kraken is your only daily Seattle Kraken podcast hosted by yours truly, Erica L. Ayala. And we are part of the greater Locked On Network. We are all about sports for fans, by fans, and giving you expert analysis like nowhere else. So, make sure that you are also listening to one of our other shows, Locked On Sports Today. I mentioned it earlier, but Locked On Sports Today gives you the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, another podcast that you should definitely listen to is our national Locked On NHL show. So we have a big Locked On Sports Today show show all sports all the time. I'd like to see a little more sports on there. Uh, but you can also listen, of course, to Locked on NHL. And I'm going to get you there in a minute. But speaking of women's sports, you know I'm going to talk about the rivalry series. The rivalry series, oh, it came to Seattle Climate Pledge Arena. I was calling hockey games earlier in the day, which is the only reason I was not at Climate Pledge Arena for this one. Hillary Knight honored before this, got a golden stick. I mean, my goodness, just fantastic. It was a crowd of, um, let's see, the final tally was 14,551 fans at Climate Pledge Arena to see the United States win over Canada 
four to two. Now I do have some favorites. We all do. Savannah Harmon got the scoring started and then Abby Rock got it to two to one. Uh, you know, Allison Lucan was on the call. She called an Abby Rock goal. Sarah Nurse, she, I should say she predicted a Sarah, uh, uh, she predicted an Abby Rock goal. Sarah Nurse scored. Oh my goodness. I got to follow Sarah Nurse during the Olympics. I know some of you were around for my Olympic coverage. Thank you so much for that. And again, check on YouTube for some of those old episodes talking about Sarah Nurse, talking about Hockey Canada. They were dominant in the Olympics, which makes me wonder. What did the United States do to be so dominant now in the rivalry series? To begin with, Hillary Knight, historic career, has to be on her way to the Hockey Hall of Fame. But there were some lulls in her game, the dominance that we've seen, the focus on defense. I mean, she got uh, a really great turnover uh, earlier in the rivalry series. It's now out of seven games. The United States in this 2022-23 rivalry series are 3-0. and And Hillary Knight, yes, has almost turned back time and is looking great for the United States. But they had a different coach, uh, Joel Johnston. I have talked about this before on the show. My man, Joel Johnston, seemed like a great guy, but did not practice specialty teams. He went into the 2021, I guess, world championships saying that he didn't think that specialty teams were important in an international tournament. I don't understand what you mean, my friend. How is it not important? I could go on and on, and I probably have on this show check some of the archives. But I love this new system. Allison Lucan talked about it a lot. She talked about how it was all about being solid defensively. Hmm, solid on defense. How oh, reckon how 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 would one ever guess that having solid defense and structured defense in all three zones could win games? But she also talked about also giving the players the autonomy and really upping their hockey IQ so that you could see them create, essentially, as we say in hockey, on the fly. I can't wait. I only got snippets of this game, but I recorded it while I was flying. So I'm going to go back and watch this. I'm super excited. But we're going to close out the show with a little bit of a snippet of me and Gil Martin talking about, of course, your favorite team, the Seattle Kraken. And then I will wrap up our show for Tuesday, or I'll wrap up our show for Monday and get you ready for tomorrow, Tuesday, when we're back to talk in all things cracking hockey, baby, including our one Ryan S. Clark. Hmm. Ryan S. Clark writing about Maddie Veneers. We're going to talk about that one tomorrow. Enjoy this clip from Gil and I talking on the Locked On NHL show. Erica, your team, one of the pleasant surprises of this early 2022-2023 NHL season. Yeah, for sure. I talked a lot in the offseason about wanting us to see a team that really pushed to be at 500. And I know some of our long-term listeners were like, well, maybe let's start at 500 at home and see where we go from there. But actually, we've met 500 at home, just got there, and overall. So you're absolutely right, Gil. It's been an exciting team to watch. I think that we've made improvements and we're starting to build that consistency, which is what I love. Yeah, great to see that. And, and let's start in goal because the goals against, this is a top 10 team in the league right now. 
How important has Martin Jones's performance been to this team this season? He's been critically important. I love having Allison Lucan on our home broadcast because she does a great job talking about the analytics. And it's really not just making the saves, but he's making the saves above expected. So making saves that he wasn't predict predicted and projected, excuse me, to make. And you'll hear Dave Haxtell, our head coach, talk a lot also about he makes the right saves at the right time. We know how important momentum can be in hockey. And so not only getting the wins at the right times, but making the saves at the right times has been the calling card for Martin Jones. Yeah, he, he seems to be off to a very, very good start. And, you know, the Kraken are mostly a younger team, and yet they seem to be coming up big in a lot of clutch situations. Yes, indeed. I have loved to see that. I know that I continue to talk about defensively, our overall defensive unit. I still think we can improve upon that. Maybe we'll do that next offseason. But what in where we lack maybe a, a really strong, solid, elite level defender, especially considering what defense looks like in the NHL these days, we have made up in a team focus on winning the puck, on being tough to play against. And that comes from players like Yanni Gord, undrafted player Yanni Gord, has two Stanley Cup titles to his name, but is really making a mark on the Seattle Kraken team. Brandon Tanev coming back from injury. When we had that five-game win streak, those were two players that if you see their numbers, they're actually on pace to have career numbers, especially within that span, because of the grit and grind style of hockey that they play. We've also seen Maddie Beniers early on be that type of player, be that it guy. We've talked about that before, Gil. I do think he's found it a little bit more difficult to find his scoring touch, but that's to be expected. Now he is someone that other teams will scout and circle, and so that has changed how he now impacts the game. So now he's winning puck battles along the boards and really helping facilitate a little bit more, which is what you want to see in a centerman. And I'm not worried. I think the scoring touch will come back. So those are just a handful of some of the, the guys that are younger, but still with some experience. Of course, Matty Beniers being one of the youngest in that group. No question about that. How about Jordan Eberle? I've got to ask, being that we got him from my New York Islanders, but he seems to be coming up with some clutch goals and, and also some leadership for this young team. Well, I'll start with the last piece. It has never escaped me how important Jordan Eberle, I'd add Jaden Schwartz into that mix as well, but Eberle has been one of the consistent voices to keep it kind of real. Dave Haxel keeps things pretty close to the chest. I think he and his team know exactly what he expects, but he keeps it pretty mild when he speaks to media. We can get some of what the struggles have been throughout the years from a player like Eberly, where the, the team wants to push certain buttons. So I personally love that kind of leadership. He doesn't have to be mean about it or you know throwing water bottles at people while they're doing interviews, but he can be real at the same time. And that that's the kind of leadership that I love. But speaking of Everly on the ice, man, things have just opened up for him. And I think that's as we see some other caliber forwards come in, his role has changed so that he can be an elite scorer. And that came up in a big way for us, certainly throughout the season. But I want to talk about that overtime win against the Los Angeles Kings that we just had uh, at Climate Pledge Arena. We really need to get points in the division. We needed to win that game. And it was Eberly that got it done. Big game right there and, and a very satisfying win for the crack. And how about Jared McCann leading the team right now 
with seven goals in, in only 15 games. What has he added to the mix? Jared McCann was the first player that we signed to an extended contract, and you're seeing why. That Dave Haxtell and, of course, Ron Francis and company really wanted to have him on this team. We spoke about Eberle Saturday. Jared McCann scored his 100th career point in the Seattle Kraken's 100th game as a franchise. That was amazing. Jared McCann has been a consistent force for us here. We know that he can score. Uh, you know, he spent a little bit of, of time out of the lineup. And so we, we saw things shake up and now things have shaken up again, including we have actually Bjorkstrand who dropped down a line or two because we want to have McCann engaged. Can't speak enough about Jared McCann. Yeah, he is looking very, very good. So I guess a question that a lot of hockey fans who maybe don't follow the Kraken as closely are asking right now, is this sustainable? What what does it take for this team to be in the playoff hunt and maybe even make the playoffs this year in their second year of existence? That's the big question, Gil. Are we going to continue to get this performance from Martin Jones? And the good news is that I don't know that we need to answer that question because we found out over the weekend that Philip Grubauer is back. Philip Grubauer, it, it's very small sample size, but his numbers are, are still lagging behind a little bit what we are seeing from Martin Jones. That being said, and we were talking about this, you know, off air in the green room, if you will, the Seattle Kraken struggled. So what we saw as success, maybe, and take it with a grain of salt in the preseason, we did not have that consistency. And that's really regardless of opponent or roster. There were things that the Seattle Kraken were doing in the preseason that they didn't do to start the season, which was extremely frustrating. And the frustration wasn't coming from the wins and losses, at least for me, when I was on Locked on Kraken. It was coming from the lack of consistency. We also went on that five-game win streak, and then we lost three in a row. Even then, I was less frustrated because the consistency was there and building. So to answer your question, I do think we're, I guess, about 20 games in now. Um, I do think that the consistency is leaps and bounds better than it was last year. And it's also gotten better since the start of the season. You're not going to win them all. But if we can grind out these wins, like against the LA Kings, like some of the other overtime wins that we had, we were losing those games last year. Right. We were losing those one game, um, excuse me, those one goal games last year. And we're starting to win them. Now, granted, in overtime, uh, you know, I want to be greedy and get all of the points. But that is an improvement. And with Philip Grubauer, I think he never felt comfortable. We've talked about this before. I think that now that he can come in, he's been able to see this team perform. Maybe some of the things that were lacking as far as chemistry or just him feeling comfortable in front of this team, maybe now with a, a bird's eye view since he was on the injured reserve, maybe that will help him settle in when we do see him, which I do think might be for the first time since coming off of the injured reserve as we play San Jose later this week. You know how we do, Seattle hockey fans. That's the end of our Monday show, but I want you to be kind to yourself. And to one another, if you are traveling for the, the uh, U.S. version of Thanksgiving, please be safe. Keep your peace, right? Let's all just woo, woo, relax, relate, release. And then come Wednesday, we hold fast, we stay true, and we say, let's go cracking because we want to get that win against San Jose and get ready 
for the Vegas Golden Knights. I want this one against Vegas. We're going to talk about it this week on Locked on Kraken. Peace.